Welcome to episode 13 of Startup BizCast, sponsored by GoToMyPC. It's August 2007, and this week's topic is how to write a news release for your small business. Startup BizCast is the small business advice podcast that's shorter than your coffee break. Its home on the web is www.startupbizcast.com. I'm Steve Mullen. Thanks for joining us. Startup BizCast is sponsored this week by GoToMyPC. The service allows you to access your office computer desktop even if you're not in your office. It's great for working from home or emergencies like a forgotten file. Listeners of Startup BizCast can try it for free for 30 days. Go to www.gotomypc.com forward slash podcast. That's www.gotomypc.com forward slash podcast. Back in Episode 5, I talked about online news release distribution. In Episode 10, I had an interview on how to talk to TV stations about news coverage for your business. Now we're going to talk about something you need for both of those activities, a news release. I've talked to a number of small business owners that know what they want to say in a news release, but don't know the format or how to begin writing it. I think this is an important skill that every business owner should have in his or her arsenal. Now, I'm going to break this episode into chapters, just like I did in the RSS episode a few weeks back. And like I did in that episode, I'm going to have some help announcing the chapters from my lovely assistant and wife, Jennifer. The chapters will be, what is a news release, the parts and structure of a news release, how to get started writing, do's and don'ts, and social media elements. I've put a link in the show notes for this episode to my news release page for Endgame Public Relations. That's my PR firm. It has news releases about my clients and sometimes my podcasts. The link is www.endgamepr.com news. If you're listening to this podcast from your computer or near your computer, it might help to hop over there and pull up a news release to look at while you're listening. One thing I should mention is that there isn't really one standardized way to write a news release, but most PR people write them more or less in the way I'm going to describe. So, without further ado... Chapter 1, in which we answer the question, what is a news release? So let's talk definitions. Off the top of my head, I would define a release as an informational document designed for distribution to the news media or directly to the public. The second part of that, directly to the public, is actually a fairly new development. Until companies started building online newsrooms and online news release distribution became popular, the general public rarely saw company news releases. They were sent to reporters who either did or didn't do a story about them and then threw them away later. Chapter 2 in which we discuss the structure of a news release. A news release has four or maybe five elements. Those elements are contact information, the headline, the dateline, the body, the boilerplate, and social media elements. A couple of these elements are optional. I personally think if you're going to write a release, all but maybe the social media section is pretty much mandatory. The contact information will usually be found at the top of the release, although occasionally you'll see it at the bottom. This lists who a reporter should call if they want more information or would like to set up an interview. I generally put my name, the name of the company for which the release has been written, and my phone number and email address. The next thing you'll see is the headline, which is a one-line summary of what the release is about. It's similar to the headline of a newspaper. Check out a few of the examples on the Endgame PR news page to get some examples. I usually include the name of the company the release is about in that headline, although at times I'll simply include a description like local plumbing firm. If you're planning to post your release online, be sure to use a good description like this because it's good for search engine optimization, and that's a phrase people might use to find your company. 
Next is the date line, which will be found right at the beginning of the body of the release. People will sometimes leave this out, particularly if the news release isn't about an event on a particular date or if the person who wrote it doesn't want you to know when it was released so you don't know if it's old. I do this sometimes in my online newsroom. The standard style, however, is to have the name of the city and state in which the news is from, which is usually where the company's headquartered, and then in parentheses, the date the release was distributed, and then a dash. And after the dash, the body of the release starts. The body of the release is simply the information you want to get out there. We'll get into writing that in a moment. At the end of the body is what's called a boilerplate. This is a general description of your business, and it's usually the same for every release you put out. You'll usually see in bold the word about and then the company name. In the case of this podcast, it would be about Startup BizCast. And then it'll have a bit of information about the company, including where you can find them online and sometimes a phone number where you can reach them. Don't go overboard with your boilerplate. I see that all the time. A boilerplate really shouldn't be more than a paragraph long. Finally, usually at the bottom, sometimes you'll see them at the top, though, are social media elements. I'll get to those later in the episode and really explain them in in depth. One last thing, at the bottom of the release, you'll sometimes see three pound signs. This is a holdover from the old Associated Press Wire days where releases were sent by wire to a printer. It was there to indicate the end of a release. It's something that's just kind of stuck around to let people know there isn't another page to read. So if you've ever wondered why that's there, now you know. Chapter 3, in which we discuss how to get started writing. Now that we know what a release looks like, let's talk about how to write one. You want to use what's called the inverted pyramid. If you draw an upside-down triangle, you'll see the broad end is facing up. In a release, this means you'll want to have the most general information in the first paragraph. So if you have a company based in Chicago that sells widgets, and you're holding your annual widget expo this weekend, you want the first sentence of your release to read something like, A Chicago-based widget retailer is celebrating the world of widgets this weekend as it holds its annual Widget Expo. It's really that simple. Now, you can get more creative if you want, but I wouldn't recommend going overboard with that lead paragraph. You want to grab the reader, but you want them to be able to figure out what the release is about pretty quickly. Now, back to our inverted pyramid. As you write the rest of the release, your details will get more and more specific, just like the pyramid comes to a point. A note about quotes. You want to include a quote in your release from you or another expert that talks about whatever your release is discussing. This should come somewhere in the first three or four paragraphs. This is an opportunity to have somewhat more promotional language, but again, let's not go overboard with the advertising, and we'll talk about that in the next chapter. Chapter 4, in which we discuss do's and don'ts. I always ask my interview guests about do's and don'ts, so it's only fair that I include them in this solo episode. Let's talk about do's first. Do be creative. I know I mentioned in the last chapter not to go overboard, and that's true. You don't want to be so creative that you're making it hard to understand what the release is about, but there is room for fun. Also, do make sure you have someone else proofread the release when you're done. It's very difficult to proof your own work. Sometimes your brain will substitute what you meant to type for what you actually type. So get someone to look at it with fresh eyes, preferably someone who has a good command of the written language. And finally, do write in third person. It gives the illusion that a third party is talking about the information in the release, just as a reporter would. The only place for first-person writing is in the quote. You'll see advertisements written in the first person sometimes, but never in a news release. And that leads to my big don't for news releases. Don't turn your release into an advertisement. This will turn off reporters quicker than just about anything else. If you're promoting an event, just tell the facts. If it's the largest event of its kind in your area, then say that. But don't say things like, the greatest, most fantabulous event ever! Besides the fact that it sounds silly, it just doesn't mean anything. 
If you send that release to a reporter and then call them to discuss it, the first thing they'll want to do is transfer your call to the advertising department and tell you to buy an ad. Chapter 5, in which we discuss social media elements. There's a big push out there to drastically change the structure of news releases. The new type of release is called the social media news release. Instead of writing a story or a narrative in a social media news release, you just put bullet point facts and quotes and then links to more information elsewhere on the web and then links to social bookmarking sites that include relevant information. I'm actually planning to do an entire episode on this someday, because I find it rather interesting. But I won't get too far into it just yet. For now, let's just talk about the basics of how to include some social media elements in your online news release. I made this the last chapter of the episode because it's very optional. A lot of people don't know about social media and social bookmarking yet. I've talked a bit about it in other episodes, but basically social media is news and information created by the average person rather than journalists. Blogs and podcasts are good examples. Social bookmarking sites, meanwhile, are sites where you can submit links to content on the web. On most sites, there's some way for people to vote for the best content. The links with the most votes are usually shown on the front page of the site and get more exposure. Social bookmarking sites usually link largely to social media sites, so the two kind of go together. A good example of social bookmarking sites are dig.com and technorati.com. Links to those sites are in the show notes for this episode. Now, what does this have to do with your release? Well, if you're putting your release on your website or your business blog, it's a great idea to give users an easy way to submit your release to these social bookmarking sites. It will definitely increase the visibility of your release. There are a number of different ways to do this. I recommend using a service called Add This at addthis.com. They'll give you the HTML code for a button that, when clicked, makes it easy to submit to a whole mess of social bookmarking sites. It's kind of a one-stop shop. You'll see the Add This button on my releases right above the headline. There are other products like Add This out there, and if you look around, you might find one you like better. So that's it. That's my overview of how to write a news release. Now, I didn't get into a lot of minute details about grammar or walk you through every single step. The reason for this is that public relations programs in colleges spend entire semesters on that stuff, and I just don't have that kind of time. One thing to keep in mind is to know your limitations. If you're just not a good writer, and we're not all great at writing, get someone else to do it for you. That may be a friend or an employee, or you can find a public relations professional who does it for a living. If you'd like to leave feedback on this episode or any episode, or maybe you have a tip of your own or a topic to suggest, I always love to hear it. The best way to contact me is via the Startup BizCast voicemail hotline at 206 9840860. That's 2069840860. You can also email info at startupbizcast.com or you can leave a comment on the blog. That's a wrap for episode 13 of Startup Bizcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen.